I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Check out our special deal. Try Blue Chew for free and use the promo code TMS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com with the promo code TMS to receive your first month free. Coming up on TMS, do I like Ted Cruz's haircut? Let me mull it over. Nobody puts baby in a cupcake. Lack of chair, lack of hair, lack of Chet Claire. These are weird, right? Did you put an egg in your ginger hair? Many naked meth heads. What do strong people rip now? You know how to earn some beads. Florida Rhapsody. One of the seven numbers. Somewhere there's a phone book. Las Vandalay, importer and exporter extraordinaire. Meat from down under if you know what i mean reconciliation with justin and more on this episode of the morning stream look at this christmas tree it's perfect for a gay person or a straight person look who i have on the video phone Ah, this is the morning stream and i feel fine Welcome to TMS, everybody. It is the morning stream for Tuesday, February 16th, 2021. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Good morning. Hello, and welcome to the second half of February. Yeah. February. I'm glad, because I hate this month's name. I just want to say March. The sooner we can get through it, the better, right? I want to say March. March is fun to say. It's short. It's easy to say. It's pronounceable. You see it on a piece of paper, and you don't go, is it February? Mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. do that anymore. This month sucks. Let's get through February and move on. Okay. It's okay. Horrible. Uh, listen, uh, real quick <laughs> off top of the show. I know there's a crap. We have a lot of listeners in Texas and in and around mm-hmm. that area. Um, also other parts of the country, I guess there's uh, Portland's having a bunch of outages and stuff. Anyway, Louisiana 20... had some weird freaking storms with like, uh, Oh, did they? Yeah. Like elect- balls of electricity, they showed a video of somebody that somebody took in uh, Louisiana, and it was like a ball of electricity zipping from line to line. It looked like um, oh, I saw that. I wondered what that was. I thought that was yeah, just some Michael Bay special effect or something. That was some crazy. rando thing from a long time ago, but that, I didn't realize that was recent or part of mm-hmm. part of this weird weather pattern yeah. thing. Oh, it's crazy! It was that, crazy. That is crazy. Well, uh, wherever you are, if you're out of power, I know a lot of friends in Texas have been out for like 25 hours or something. That's bad because it's also really cold and uh, mm-hmm. some people's pipes are frozen. Plus, some water service is just straight up off. So, 
I'm just saying, if you're hearing us, how somehow you're catching us later on the podcast feed, whatever. We hope you're doing okay, and uh, send in your uh, your your experiences to the show. We'll we'll talk. That's right. About we're it. thinking about you. Yeah. Um, can't oh, really we, send you electricity, but yeah. if we could, we would. We could. I would send it in the form of a big throbbing ball across a line, like Brian just described. If I could, <laughs> but I don't know how. Yeah. I'd- I told Wabbit Magic that uh, I'd send it. Uh, I'd send um, He Man's power sword because if you have that, you have the power. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. As the song says, "You have the power." Hey, look at this. We also have a, a thing to do, uh, an email to read. Now, I took yes. a lot of heat yesterday in my own head, not because of other people. Oh, okay. But I was hard on myself uh, because. This idea that hotels aren't full of phone books like I thought really threw me. And I was having kind of a Mandela effect sort of day afterwards. Like, <laughs> it wasn't really? quite, it like wasn't this, quite this, this serious, but there were multiple times in the day where I went, well, if if I thought that was true, what else do I think is right and is wrong? Like, you know, <laughs> oh my gosh. start having this existential kind of thing happen about what you think is what you're actually noticing and what you're not. I swear, every hotel I've ever been in had a had a phone book. Not necessarily a big fat one, maybe a medium one, but some kind of like local directory of businesses and other stuff that isn't part of the little thin packet you get, but a a large tome. But something, but but basically like a like one of those half size yellow pages. Maybe one of those combo ones that's half white yellow page or half white pages, half yellow pages. Yeah, or like something. that. Something similar okay. to that. I thought so, was in every hotel that I'd ever seen. So here's a here's a. Uh, <laughs> Like Daniel J. Newman, just give the man a point if he's suffered enough. Oh, I got. Um, <laughs> I I will. This this is absolutely an argument that I will never win because I fully believe that the major hotel chains have phased them out. But yeah. I'm sure if you looked around, there's there's absolutely going to be smaller hotel chains or or independent hotels that absolutely still have phone books. So yeah. there's no way that I can win an argument by saying there is no no hotels have phone books. Yeah, there'd be so there's I will no 100%. Can see that there, yeah. there are probably some hotels that have some hotel somewhere has a phone book. I'll, I, I will also say that, that I'm, I'm sure that that's true. Uh, yes, but got, let's continue. With yeah, this. we got this email. This came from B4 Tank Girl, who we deal with sure. a lot on the show. Yeah, she says, Scott, Louisiana. She yep. says, Scott, you're not crazy. Phone books are definitely a thing in hotels. If you're new to a city, you use them to find local restaurants, stores, etc. Trisha. Now, I got, I don't know, 50 emails just like that one saying, oh, I know these. So, so I, then I didn't feel alone. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm not making this up in my head. The only way for us to be sure, though, is mm-hmm. we are going to right now, and I haven't, I haven't done this before, so I have no idea what they're going to say. We okay. are going to call a major hotel chain location. Uh, this one is in uh, uh, downtown Columbus, Ohio. Is this right. the one you stayed at when you went to Columbus? No, we didn't stay at the Hilton. This is a different okay. different hotel. Okay. And that, and that part, this is partly why I'm doing this because I want to see if, you know, it, I want to yeah. I want to go to one that I haven't been to in a long time. The only Hilton I've been to is uh, lately has been in <laughs> Anaheim. So, so we're going to call sure. the Hilton in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Right now on the phone, and we're going to ask these people. Now I put in a different phone number. It's still the same Hilton. Mm. But the number you put in there is an eight five five, and I'm sure that's going to get you like their their hotel. Oh, is this main you... phone number? Yeah, the okay. one the one on the right there is the Hilton on High Street in Columbus. 
All right, I'll that is that the that should get you right to the front desk. All right, that's I'm glad and you I, did that. I swear it's not. I didn't have a plant out there that's like, all right, uh, you're Art Vandelay, you're an importer exporter, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're not gonna get a yeah. I'm not too worried. Yeah. All right, let's see what happens when I when we go into this here. All right, we're gonna call it. I don't know why this thing's were muted, but there we go. Thank you for calling the Hilton Columbus downtown. We can't wait for you to experience our Hilton Clean Stay program. Clean Stay is an industry-leading program that brings elevated cleaning practices to every aspect of the hotel okay. experience. That's great. Please be advised that some of our amenities and operating hours. Have been- Please hold. <laughs> <laughs> I hit zero. It usually works. Thank you for calling the Columbus downtown. How may I be of assistance? Yes, uh, I was calling to. Uh, I had a, a quick question for you guys. Do you guys, um, yeah. you guys keep phone books in your in your rooms for your guests, like uh, local? No, we do not. You do not do that. Okay. No. All right. Well, you you help settle a question we've had, and uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. All right. Damn it! I'll be staying at the Hyatt, sir. Yeah, that's the last <laughs> penny I spend at a Hilton. <laughs> You tell Paris to go make another midnight sex tape. I'm not interested. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that at least says something. That right? says the one hotel doesn't have it. But like I said, I think my guess would be, and, and, and I gave you a link to an article from the Raleigh News and Observer from 2008 yeah. that said, that lists a bunch of hotel chains that are phasing out their phone books as of 2008. And I'm oh. guessing it's probably like, like I said, you're going to have your your Sheratons, your Hiltons, your Hyatts, your um, Homewood Suites. I mean, I'm trying to think of other ones. Those are probably they probably all phase them out because it costs them money, right? If they've got a 300 room hotel, yeah, they've yeah. got to buy and maintain phone books in all those hotels. Yeah, I think your I think your theory is right. The big, the big chains. It's a it's an initiative to say, are we going to keep doing this or are we not? Right. And then they stop at a national right. scale. Or even it's international like United scale. deciding not to have that one olive that they put on when they were serving meals on planes. They took the olive off of the the chicken or fish dish, and all of a sudden they saved three million dollars a yeah. year. Or something. Yeah, they <laughs> they they found the money they needed to buy to stop putting that olive on there. You're absolutely right. So I totally agree with you. And this is and and I'm and I'm happy to come to this place where I will. I, I understand it now. I think what's happened is I'm conflating also a lot of old memories, newer memories. Sure. Sure. Uh, a book that may or may not have been a, a a proper phone book was more like the hotel's version of a, here's our menu plus these local things plus our partners. plus mm-hmm. Like it was probably some of that. So some have them. They're small. Like you say, a smaller place might have it. I might get one at a at a, at a chain, a small chain that hasn't decided to eliminate them. And for whatever right. reason, I save money when I go there. So therefore, my memory is that I always see one there. But if I go to a Marriott or a Hilton or whatever, they have probably mm-hmm. wisely decided to dump the damn things because who wants a phone book? Nobody does. So <laughs> who needs one? Right? Nobody I mean, needs yeah. one. Look at this thing we have. Look at this phone book I have right here in my pocket. Right, exactly. And guess what? It's accurate. Yeah. It, if uh, if a business uh, changes their phone number yesterday, it's probably fixed in in that device you have right there. Yeah. And at least last uh, week, if they changed their phone number. Moving Train Media has a good question, though. What do strong people rip in half now instead? <laughs> Old phone books. I mean, there's oh, got to okay. be a stockpile of those somewhere. Yeah, someplace. These are these are like CRT monitors. Eventually, you won't be able to find one. 
But for now, get them on eBay, whatever. You'll find one here and there. Uh, but it does make you worry, like, all right, so they're phasing out phone books. And then probably, you know, somebody in the chat room suggested they'll probably phase out, if they haven't already, the, the Gideon Bible and the nightstand. It's going to be kind of like Frontier. Like, remember how Frontier uh, Airlines, oh, yeah, well, we're deciding we're going to phase out... Um, uh, full size trays, mm. right? So now you have like a little postage stamp size tray that you can flip down and put a phone on, right? Because of, they also don't, they've also phased out the little video screens in the seats in front of you, yeah, to be able, to yeah. And they've been, they've moved those seats back a little bit. My knees can attest, jam yeah. another couple rows in there. Yeah, and, I don't uh, fit in coach anymore. They're trying to force me really? to do uh, freaking first class or business class because mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't fit. Like, ask my yeah. wife. Every time we fly, I've got to be aisle because my one leg's got to be over here. I'm 6'4". It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then when those carts mm-hmm. come by and I'm not ready for it, gonk. Oh, Bam. sorry, sir. We freaking ro- yeah. it's destroyed your knee for no reason. I hate it. Hate yeah, it. I do too. That's I, I do Southwest because if I can get on early enough, I can usually snag one of those exit row seats. And the prime exit row seat is the one where... It's right next to the bulkhead, and there's no seat directly in front of you, so you can just stretch your business out mm, all the way. That's the way to do it. Yeah. And sometimes you say, well, like you say, you can save a little money on that slot, right? Because that'll be like because nobody else wants it. Or am I thinking of the right thing? One, one no, of those they they that's, need a, that's a coveted seat. <laughs> that's usually yeah, you're right. That's gone with A with people who board in the A group. So yeah. if you're not in A, you're 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 not getting that. What seat. What am I thinking of? I think I'm thinking of. A specific plane that Delta buys that has mm. a like halfway down the aisle. There's a divot, mm-hmm. and that mm, divot okay. cuts over, and the it chair right there the, uh, is perfect because I can get my legs yeah. out there. Uh, but I think that's just a certain plane, like a whatever they're called, right? Or right, right, uh, the, the Dreamliner or something. Like it's it's not that one, but it's something like that. Yeah, one yeah. of the seven seven numbers. I don't know what they are, but anyway. Well, we've learned a lesson today. I'm glad we did it. <laughs> and thanks to uh, the that nice man at the Hilton Columbus for uh, yes, the Columbus exactly. uh, Hilton, <laughs> the Hilton Columbus uh, for helping <laughs> us out with this horrible query. All right, uh, I want to do a special birthday shout out. I actually got this uh, a week or two ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I promised I'd do it. So I want to uh, do a quick shout out to the following person. I got a message that says, "Hey, thanks so much for replying." Sorry, my reply is a bit tardy. It's totally fine. It went to junk mail. Oh, man, I hate it when I go to junk mail. Anyway, (laughs) uh, the name of this person is Corey Jones. He lives in Brisbane, Australia, and his birthday is on the 16th of February. This is from Angie Hale, his significant other. Uh, Thanks again. I'll be sure to pick up a cute gift from your store as well. Hope you and your families are both well. Uh, Well, thanks. And happy birthday, Corey. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, over now, right? Because he's in Australia. So, oh, well, there's probably like that. a couple hours left of his birthday. That's true. I hope it was good, dude. I hope it was all right. I hope you had a good birthday. Yeah. Your little dingo meat and uh, whatever you do down there. Um, but here's the thing I have a, I have a meat pie. <laughs> Celebrate. What kind of meat they like down there? Beef? They're like big on cattle, right? They like the beef. beef? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, do they, uh, they eat kangaroo dingo meat? Uh, you can. We've talked about that on the show about eating kangaroo. I think Gidget said it's really, really good. That's right. um, I don't know if they eat dingo meat, though, or 
Wallaby meat. Wallaby meat. <laughs> but I figure, they, you know, they eat, they eat nothing but uh, blooming onions and uh, Victoria's fillets, as far as I know. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. They wash it all down with a with a Foster's. Oh, wallaby darned. Yeah. yeah. A, fo- a Foster's beer, which is, you know, oh. Australian for beer, is what right. I heard. That's that's what I was told. By the way, you share a name, Corey Jones. You share a name with the uh, with a guy who used to work at Blizzard who now runs. Oh, what's the tabletop game brand? Shoot. Anyway, they made the the World of Warcraft. Uh, uh, oh, small world. The, the small no, world of Warcraft. No, oh. they. I can't remember the name, but. He has. They have that CCG game called Hex that a lot of people really like. It's super oh, hardcore. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's Corey uh, Jones. He's really nice. Different crypto, guy. Not cryptozoic. Cryptozoic. Uh, that's it. Cryptozoic. It is cryptozoic. Okay. Yep. Well done. My brain. Nice. It no worky today. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, there's the there's your morning uh, breakdown. Oh, uh, 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 I have one more thing to say. I forgot what it was. Um, um, I forgot. Yeah, there you go. That's it, Uh, man. Uh, Yeah, it was good, and now I don't. (laughs) Oh, happy Mardi Gras! Oh yeah! Oh, happy Mardi Gras, everybody! Yeah, is Kim making jambalaya tonight? She is, and we got uh, something else she was going to make that she doesn't usually. And I forgot what she said. I'm forgetting everything today, but she's making something else, and it'll be a very small affair. Usually, uh, in non-COVID years, we make a big deal out of this, and usually go to her sister's, which is like eight blocks that way, and. And just have a huge party and all these friends come over and everybody eats sure. like, like idiots and eats king cake and all that. But I don't think that's happening uh, this year. It did happen last year because things were fine last February. Well, they mm-hmm. weren't fine, but we weren't in They were lockdown just on yet. the verge of being not fine, but they were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was great. We throw beads at each other. I show my boobs. <laughs> Do you? Uh-huh. That's yeah. the only way to get beads, people. That's well, it. That's the yeah. only way. Yeah. If you have to um, ask me. You have to say, show me your boobs, and then I'll show you my boobs, and then I'll throw you some beads, right? Isn't that how it works? Right. Or no, they That's throw exactly me the beads. Right. Yes. I forget. But anyway. Yeah, my, my plan today is to make um, king cake cupcakes, because that if you, you can make them smaller and then not gorge on like a uh, um, you know a massive slab of cake. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's a good Just idea. Just have a little cupcakes, and if you uh, use... Um, monk fruit instead of granulated sugar mm-hmm. you know then really you just got you know it's basically flour cinnamon what uh, butter water salt yeast that's it yeah so it's not too bad no you can totally i'm not gonna hide a baby in there either <laughs> not gonna do that that's just that just feels like a, a chip tooth waiting to happen well especially in a cupcake well i guess if you put it in one of a, you just put it in, in one of the cupcakes okay. right i mean right. yeah Exactly. I could see that. I'm not yeah. going to do that. Not still not doing that. But then people could just be really gingerly, you know, bite in slowly and and not mm-hmm. not too too gregariously and try to be. It's careful. really a fifty percent chance because it's just Tina and me in the house. <laughs> we know one of us is going to get the baby. It's like yeah. we could just play the flip a coin game. Ah, heads, you got the baby. Yeah. There you go. It's like the rulatista there at the at the ib at home pulling that gun out That's and right. trying to figure it out. Anyway. Did I say ginger? I didn't mean to say ginger if I said ginger. Wait. Cinnamon, butter, sugar, flour, salt, water, yeast. That's oh, it. I thought there was a redhead in the chat room and you called them a ginger. <laughs> I mean, people do that. So. Yes, I did, did. I don't know if, why I said, if I said ginger. I, oh, oh, I Scott said, said gingerly. gingerly. Like oh, you gingerly eat the cake. To yeah, get the yeah, yeah. That's what I it was. got you. Uh, real quick, do, do, uh, any redheads want to... F- fill me in on this is it is it or is it not do you feel offended when someone calls you a ginger and does it depend i guess on their tone of voice or their 
their, uh, you know, like their stature toward you. Like, no, says Clarigak. She says it doesn't bother her. I don't know if she's, well, uh, they, she might be answering the question, do you add an egg to that mix? Because <laughs> <laughs> she said no right after that. Uh, uh, no, she says, I'm Irish and Scottish. It's my hair color. Okay, she is talking about the hair. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was like, uh, do you put an egg in that? I love that. This is how this is how wars start, man. People get confused about exactly. what question they're this answering. Is, this is why lag, Twitch lag, is such a bad thing. Yep. Because we don't know if you're answering the question that we just asked or the question we asked 12 seconds ago or 24 seconds ago. Or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. now, BioCow adds the right the right follow up. Gingers, now that we've established you're not offended by the term, <laughs> are you offended when somebody points out you don't have a soul? Is that the thing with gingers? Wow. I, I don't know how that works. I, remember, I, I all I remember uh, of all this gingerness, I, the, my most prominent memory is just the South Park episode they did about it, and that thing was all over the place. And I don't remember half the jokes they told. But anyway, I guess what I'm saying is, we love all our people here at the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We love all our people. Claire Gag clarifies. She says, no egg and no offense to being called ginger. And then she asks, do you find it offensive when people call you bald? Me. Oh, meaning me. Yeah. Do uh, people call you bald? Do they go, People hey, don't call bald. me bald, but they can, and I have absolutely no problem with it because yeah. Yeah. it's, you know. Uh, I'm trying to think if anything would offend me right off the bat. Most things but won't I'm, offend but me I'm personally. more than just my baldness, okay? Yeah. Yeah. There's more to me than just... A lack of chair, a Bro. lack of hair, and a lack, lack of chair. Of chair. A lack of chair. <laughs> what? I don't know what what I was about to say that I merged into hair to make chair. Well, we got Claire but chair I do have hair. Chair. I am at a standing desk, so yeah. Maybe Claire's name was throwing you off. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Maybe. A lack of Claire. Yeah. A lack of chair, a lack of Claire, and a lack of hair. It's a Claire show today because we got a thing at the end of the show. She's going to freak out about. Well. Or, or it'll offend everybody, and we're all and we're done. This is our last episode ever. It's possible. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Entirely yes. possible. So we'll see how that goes. All right, we have not been able to do this in a couple of days, and so now is our chance. Let's do this. Brian, it's time for the news, and it's brought to you by. Brought to you by Soundography. I mentioned this yesterday, but it's still, you know, it's still up on the site, soundography.com. LL Cool J, or L Ladies Love Cool James, is what that stands for. Uh, Hammond Chamberlain and I listened to his entire library, every album, back to back. What do we think? Well, Mama said knock you out, is what we think. And, uh, uh, and don't call it a comeback. Uh, that's what we think. But if you want to listen to more, go to soundography.com and hear what we have to say about LL Cool J. Nice. Didn't know anything about his name until yesterday when you told me that. Freaked me out completely. Yeah. Learned it doesn't thing. really, I mean, does it change anything about uh, what you think about LL Cool I mean, cool it just J? makes it so now when I hear it, I'm going to think of it every time. Like He's still your guy in SWAT. What is your, what is your favorite uh, LL Cool J movie? Oh. That's a good question. I really liked his role in that uh, twenty-year anniversary they did some now some years ago for uh, uh, Halloween. Do you remember that they did mm-hmm. a Halloween remake and it had Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. coming back and he played a yeah, security guard. Old Cool that. J was in there. Yeah, and he was great in that. Um, yeah, Halloween H two O. Okay, it was called. Yeah, Toys for me. Identity Four has it has my favorite Toys, which is that really weird Robin Williams Joan Cusack. 
Oh, um, yeah. What was that called? Uh, toys. Wait, wait, wait. I got the wrong one in my head. I don't think I've ever seen Toys. Toys is the Barry Levinson film I never saw. Yes. Yeah, I love Barry Levinson. Seen everything he ever did. Never saw Toys. I think people said it was bad and don't go. I think is why I it's it. weird. And I think it was right. It was one of the first Robin Williams movies where he said, yeah, I'm not going to be doing that thing. You know me for, for everything. Hmm. Right. Cause it's like, um, uh, like, like what dead, dreams may come and, yeah, dead poets uh, bicentennial like man. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I think um, it's, dead- it's weird. I, it would be a great film sack because I think it's, highly contested as whether or not it's it's good or not it definitely is very uh it's not subtle at all about the message it's trying to convey Mm. war is bad toys are good Mm. levinson had a run of movies like that like wag the dog and some other stuff where he was super Mm -hmm. into like anti-war stuff yeah uh well all right but Uh, it does have a great soundtrack somebody pointed out that it's got uh, uh a great tori amos song it's got thomas dolby doing the song with Joan Cusack mm. I mean can't beat that so yeah, I've never have I heard her sing I don't think I have no and maybe something you just only want to hear once oh, that Michael Gambone me, that reminds me um, Gross Point Blank Debbie is Mazzon. currently on Prime I believe so if if none of you have seen ni- the, the greatest film of 1997 possibly of the entire 90s go see Gross Point Blank on Prime right now it's very good she's in that cool uh, Toys is on HBO Max streaming just, just saying, saying, just saying, we just may want to, you know, just, you know, we're just saying, slip it in. Should I slip it in? I'm going to slip it in. I'm going to move Catwoman. I'm going to slip it right in. And um, <laughs> please move Catwoman again. Guess what? There's nothing anyone can do about it. <laughs> I still think, I still think that might be the worst. Catwoman might be the worst, uh, technically supposed to be mainstream AAA movie that we ever did. Because it was it was yes. sold as a big mainstream movie. It was budgeted as one, but it was so bad. I don't think we've seen anything worse at that level. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you could say, oh, well, uh, freaking, you know, that Dolph Lundgren thing, um, whatever it was called, is yeah, worse. Well, yeah. Uh, retrograde. Yeah, yeah, but that had the I mean, budget of like nobody expected bucks. anything good from that. Right. right. It had no budget. It had nobody involved in it except for Dolph Lundgren that was any good. Mm-hmm. Like we knew what we were. We were getting a bill of goods there and we knew. But Catwoman right. was sold as this big major DC thing, and with with an actress who had won best actress or best actor actress in her role in her role in Monster and all this other stuff like right. that was supposed to be a big deal, and it turned out to be one of easily one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So, but freaking yeah. bad. Yeah, until we see like Ishtar or um, trying to think of big like just bombs where there it's not just a, it's a, you know there's so many expectations for cast and crew um the catwoman for film sack is probably is probably the biggest one oh captain kifter did not say Waterworld. do not (laughs) i love Waterworld. all those those fighting words you want to fight me captain kipper fight me fight me hey look i like uh uh hudson hawk but that doesn't make it a good movie Mm -hmm. oh what's the travolta uh Oh, Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth, dude. Yeah. That's a yeah, close Battlefield second. Earth. Maybe it's... even first. Ugh. What a piece of shite that was. All right. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, Jakey Grammer asks, which was worse, Catwoman, Suicide Squad, or Wonder Woman 84? Catwoman, for sure. Oh, 100% Catwoman. Suicide Squad wasn't great, but actually, of the three of those, 
I had a better time in that movie than I did with the other the other two. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People always bring up Sucker Punch. They're doing it again. Icor is. Yes. Yeah, uh, Sucker Punch. Don't tell horrible. Dunaway that. He loves that. Dunaway movie. will defend Sucker Punch to, to his grave. Yeah, but, uh, he loves it. Visually, that's a great movie. Uh, everything else, Lee, that's a bad movie. Uh, Crystal Curse of the Crystal Skull. Wait, was that called Curse of the Crystal Skull? Uh, Indiana Jones and the... I thought it was just and curse. the Crystal Skull. There was no curse. Indiana wasn't Jones and the Crystal Skull? I thought it was just... Oh, my God. Have we completely... <laughs> have we Have we decided to just erase that from our minds so badly legend of the crystal kingdom of the kingdom of the crystal skull which makes just as much sense that's a really there's another high high that is that is maybe the highest level of disappointment i've ever had in a a movie that was supposed to be a thing even phantom menace didn't didn't have as much disappointment as kingdom of the crystal skull i'd take 20 phantom menaces over one kingdom (laughs) skull or one crystal skull Anyway, yeah. moving on. All hey, right, check this you out. Uh, you know those PPP funds? They're like uh, those temporary or, or these uh, forgivable loans that the government gave out to business, oh, businesses yeah. to get right. them by last small year. small businesses, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they went out to people, everybody from small businesses to larger ones and some in between. Uh, one dude who got $7.2 million from a PPP lo- uh, loan mm-hmm. uh, used it to buy a mansion and a bunch of luxury cars. <laughs> And now he's in trouble because you yeah. you shouldn't do that. They do check on this stuff, you know. It's got to go into the business. Uh, wow. A Bradenton. I don't know where this is. This is Orlando. Bradenton will be Florida, yeah. Okay, so Florida man. Rich Florida man. Mm-hmm. And he's in it's Seminole County Mansion. Is Seminole County a nice county with like big mansion-y things? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know my counties. I've been to Bradenton. Bradenton Herald installed ah, there. Nice. I think that? it's on the west coast. It's west of the on the peninsula. Were there any uh, on the, like the Sarasota side and the Tampa side? Any naked meth heads running by or anything weird like that? Many, many naked meth heads. I only know Florida <laughs> from the news, so I can't. You know, it's all it's only people uh, cheating on their PPP loans or or naked meth heads. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Don Sister Sister Nino. Uh, was indicted on two counts of wire fraud, three counts of aggravated identity theft, and three counts of illegal monetary transaction. Records show uh, that he established some company called Magnifico. Magnifico! <laughs> I guess it's more like Magnifico. I'm just a poor boy, please give me a loan. <laughs> I need a mansion, 10, 50 cars, please. No, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, let's see. This company is old as 2014. It writes itself. There you go. <laughs> Braid into the Rhapsody. Yep. Uh, let's see. It was listed as a consulting company with a f- with few or no employees, according to records. Uh, he applied for the Paycheck Protection Program loan established as part of the Federal CARES Act relief bill. Uh, he is accused of saying that he had 441 employees with an average monthly payroll of $2.88 million per month. Records show that after the application... Uh, they issued the funds to him. Prosecutors said that Sister Nern, Sister Nierno, is accused of using the money to buy a Maserati, an eighty-nine thousand dollars Lincoln Navigator, a two hundred fifty-one thousand Mercedes Benz, and a three point one million dollars home in Chaliota. Okay, I think I've got it. Ready? Yeah. All right. I'm just a poor but with four hundred employees. You're just an idiot who's gonna buy a Maserati. <laughs> 
It's close. Yeah, it's close. I need to work on the the, the syllables. Way too many syllables in that second one. Yeah, we're getting there. You're going to use it to buy a Maserati. There you go. Maserati's (laughs) a fun one. Yeah, (laughs) we just need to workshop it. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's really close. Yeah, this is like, like I said, this is, uh, it is almost done. It's so, it, it fits so perfectly. So this dude's busted. He bought a lot of stuff and now he has to answer for it, which probably means federal time in prison. So enjoy. Oh, and those things will all be repossessed. <laughs> the government now owns your <laughs> your Navigator, your Maserati, and your Mercedes Benz, as well as that three point one million dollar house that you purchased <sighs> as well. Man, I don't know what he was thinking. Who does this? Yeah, like, it's all I fine. could totally get away with this. They'll never find me. Yeah, they don't give that kind of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, they go after poor people with a small infraction on their taxes last year. Are, you mm-hmm. think they're not going to go after a 7.5 billion? Well, may, I don't know. Maybe the government favors the rich, yeah. but I'm just saying you you, you, you effed up. The problem is you're not actually rich. If you were rich, you can get away with all sorts of stuff, but you don't, you're not, you don't really have any money. You stole it all from the government. 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 Uh, all right. Here's a story that's kind of weird. Ooh. Um, I know, unusual. It's kind. <laughs> unusual for us, I guess. A man has turned his dead uncle's skeleton into a guitar. <laughs> so, uncle, you, you got an uncle you like a lot, you know? You like, I you do, yeah. Much, yeah. Uh, would I turn his skeleton into a guitar? Only if I'm only going to do Grateful Dead mm. cover songs. Oh, there you go. That's the only. And then he's a Grateful Dead guitar. He's um, a Gratefully ma- Dead guitar. A man has turned his dead uncle into a guitar. Uh, the man known as Prince Midnight. <laughs> oh, jeez! Probably uh, his real name. Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah, named Prince, last name Midnight. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a DC supervillain. Sure, <laughs> it really does. <laughs> An old one though, like '68, '69, something like that. Like a really old, crappy Silver Age comic villain. Anyway, um, he has constructed this uh, functioning guitar from the skeletal remains of his dead uncle in Midnight's native Greece cremation is frowned upon with the nation's orth- uh, orthodox christian church they don't like the cremation they mm-hmm. figure that here, here's how it goes for some some uh, uh, uh some religion some religious beliefs are in uh, especially in the christianity realm if you are cremated then it's harder to get you when the resurrection comes around it's harder to get all your little pieces and parts together which is sounds crazy to me so mm-hmm. the reason i have a problem with this this is going to piss people off, but oh god, okay. I have a problem with this because I also have a mother-in-law who believes this. Um, I want to be created, as you know, and put into people's brownies at an old folks' home. <laughs> it's not like you said created, not cremated. Yeah, but- cremated is what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but their thinking is, if you if you're a body and you're just in the ground, that's easier to resurrect because you're all in one place. Right. It's uh, you don't have to go to multiple places. Right. Well, some of them is in, in this lady's urn and some of them is in this urn over here and yeah. Right. But my thing is, let's say that let's say they're right and that that day happens. You still had worms that ate part of that dude and went off somewhere else. Mm, you, it's not sure. it's not as simple as you think. Like you've got a really simplified idea in your head about what that body's doing in that in that coffin anyway. It's not super self-contained. Uh, first of all, second of all, it's a much cooler concept that if I fed my remains or somebody fed my my ashes in brownie form to like 300 old folks in a home somewhere and yeah. then 
the day comes where I have to be reassembled. Imagine yeah. how rad that is. Even if some of those people are still alive, they'll just suddenly go, Bleh, and like a little bit of ash right. come out of that guy. Well, they pooped you out. I yeah. mean, you're floating through the, you're in the. I'm everywhere, man. Right. I'm you're everywhere. I've been the, recycled. Uh, I'm, I'm like far fertilizing. Golden rest uh, sewer system. That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm fertilizing, you know, crops in Africa or something. I don't right. know what. Bill Gates is using me for his new poop converter he made. <laughs> it's going to be great. It is funny that, you know, they think that, uh, uh, and and forgive my use of the word they in this sentence, but they think that God can do all this stuff, but he can't assemble you from pieces that may be in different places. Yeah, it's a weird thing to get hung up on, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, uh, come on, he's got Superman powers, and we all know that Superman just creates brand new powers anytime he needs a new power. Yeah, so this idea that the cremation is a problem... I. Whatever. I'm getting cremated is what I'm saying. That's what's happening. Yeah, it's be like, it hey, brownies, put me in a, put yeah, me I can, a smoothie. I, can do invisibility. I want a smoothie. I want... Uh, <laughs> you can put me in whatever you want. I don't care. Feed me to people right. is what I'm saying. That's not weird at all. Anyway. Uh, let's I'm see. Not, I'm not going to worry about that. That's an argument that I'll never... That it's okay to feed yourself <laughs> to old people in brownie form. I'm, I'm going to do all I can to con- try to keep convincing you, but you're probably never going to come around. <laughs> I'm never. That's yeah. exactly. Um, that's literally a hill that, that you could die on. Yeah, literally. <laughs> a hill of brownies. Yep, a hill of brownies. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this this is a big no-no over there. Anyway, so his uncle Flip, I'm sorry, Philip. 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 It's Uncle Philip. <laughs> Not Flip, who died in a car accident 20 years ago, had uh, requested that a skeleton be donated to a local college for educational purposes. After the college uh, no longer had need of the skeleton, we no longer have need. We've educated everybody. Everybody knows skeletons now, so we don't need the skeleton anymore. Yeah, no more students coming in new. Take your (laughs) skeleton and leave. That seems hokey. It does to me as well. Yeah. Uh, His family refused to have him cremated, uh, even those remains. So Midnight filled out an extensive paperwork thing to have Phillips' bones sent to his home in the U.S. rather than pay for cremated or crematory space. Uh, he then attached a guitar neck, pickups, volume knobs, and a jack, strings, and electronics to the bones of Phillips' torso uh, to make it a fully functioning electrical electric guitar. You can see a video of the instrument in action here. I'm going to put it up. Okay. Uh, I don't know if we can actually hear it. Maybe we can. Let's see if we can. It plays like, oh, that's kind of rad looking. Look at that. It is rad looking, but you could easily do that with a a resin skeleton, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to use actual human bones. I don't think I'd do it for sure, but all right, here's. Oh, no. Captain Kipper found that this might be a. uh, Is this fake? This might be a hoax. Is it a hoax? Uh, How do we know that? Well. It's funny. Story about Florida man's skeleton guitar appears to be a hoax, say local reporters. However, the Prince Midnight stands by his claim that he turned his uncle's bones into a skelecaster. Oh, so what is it? Just people saying, ah, we don't think it's true. And he said, yes, it is. That's all we have. Uh, the, the reporters saying a Florida musician who claims to have built a guitar from his uncle's skeleton bears a, quote, striking resemblance to a known local prankster. Oh, well, then, then the jury's not. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. The, the important thing is this is not some site that does joke posts and that I got suckered again. That's the important thing. Right, no, thing. it's New Musical Express. It's NME. You yeah. I mean, it's a... Yeah, yeah. This, isn't, this isn't me falling for the freaking Babylon B or some bullshit. Uh, in 2018, he uh, was listed in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the world's tallest hat and longest acrylic nails. The same dude? So he's, he's yeah, same dude. Uh, back then, he called himself... Odalon Ozare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hear some of this. Uh, Is there music? Hold on. I don't hear anything. It's, no. Yeah, I don't know. Just, they may as well just have a guitar. Yeah, exactly. Do you really need the bones? Whether this is real or not, like, what's the point? All right. Well, it may not be real. It's funny. Oh, and there, he, and he also sold a picture of a two-headed crocodile to uh, the Tampa Bay Times in 2014. So this guy is this guy is absolutely he's like the uh, Joe Exotic of uh, of Florida attention newspaper attention. <laughs> wow. Well, well done. Uh, I didn't even realize we had two Florida man stories today. Yeah. Twas not my intent. No, we didn't mean to. Didn't nope. mean to. Uh, all right, we got more Florida stories. Here's one for you now. All right. Didn't okay. really, I didn't mean to do this at all. Seriously, this is totally new. <laughs> it's all Florida all the time. Uh, this swings us back to the to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers win in the Super Bowl a little bit. Yep. Uh, porn viewing in Florida spiked by 15 full percentage points after Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl win. Um, we'll huh. try to we'll try to figure out why in a second. I, I honestly I don't know. <laughs> Somebody order a Heisman Trophy. <laughs> No kidding. In the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl spanking of the... uh, Did they have to use spanking? They probably did. Of the Kansas City Chiefs made you horny. Then you're not alone. After Sunday's game, Strip Chat updated its old blog with data showing how traffic to the adult webcam platform went up and through throughout the big game. So wait, adult webcam platform, that's different than just, you know, somebody going to some pre-recorded stuff, which makes me think... I mean, what is that? That's like ladies in football uniforms doing all weird stuff on the camera or something weird. Well, I, or it could just be good. Uh, you know, one woman sitting on a bed in front of a Surface Pro 3 <laughs> taking off her, her Brady jersey for right. $12 an hour or it whatever. Totally I don't know how this be, thing is. It could totally be that. That's exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly in line. It's so probably more like, like what it is. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. See, this is also misleading. Traffic dropped 12% at kickoff as as folks tuned, tuned into the game and then shut up about 6% during the halftime show. <laughs> the weekend really put people off. They're like, yeah, I don't know. It says maybe some people decided to ditch the weekend's I performance. I can't feel and- <laughs> junk when I'm with you. But I like it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what they're saying is it dropped 12 and then went back up to 15? So what they're saying is uh, Florida people turned off porn for two hours to watch the Super Bowl and then turned it back on. Yeah. Yeah. Lame. He, Luke, he was fine. There's nothing wrong with the weekend. He's fine. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. I, he's fine. I mean, it wasn't the wasn't the, the greatest halftime show I've ever seen, but I don't put that on the weekend. I put that on audio issues and... and he puts that uh, on until Tuesdays. Or till Tuesday. <laughs> That's right. The weekend. The weekend opening for till Tuesday. Yep. 
or that Wednesday girl from uh, the Adams family. One of them. Right. A different day of the week is what we're saying. Hey, speaking of which, I uh, realized I didn't know this, but I guess the weekend got to start just posting tracks up on freaking uh, uh, SoundCloud. Like he's one of those guys. Oh, really? That's yeah, cool. That's so cool. I love to hear about that. That is cool. I think that and was then Daft po- Punk said, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we can work with you. Yeah, yeah. And Post Malone, I think. Same thing. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure on that. That's how, uh, you know, that's how the music world's changing. Yep. We don't need big labels anymore, people. Nope. I mean, Rebel! they're both on giant labels now, but yes, to get started, yeah, you don't, don't need a big label. Are they, are they on big labels now? Or are they on like Sony or BMG or Universal or something? Are. I assume. Yeah. I mean, they got to be right. They're huge now. Not necessarily. Post- I mean, Weezer. Weezer's on their own little indie label. Well, they're weird, other- though, right? Aren't they weird? They're weird. <laughs> Weezer is weird. Yeah, but uh, okay. Post Malone is with Republic Records, and okay. which is probably a subsidiary of <laughs> one of the big ones. Yeah, and the Weekend, who's missing an E, he is with EXO, <laughs> whoever that is. Good. All right. Small oh. indie labels, presumably, unless these are like again a subsidiary of uh, Canadian record label co-founded by oh co-founded by Singer of the Weekend. So it's kind of his deal as well. So yeah, very oh, very indie, very small. Good. All right. Well, good for him. And yeah. His cool sunglasses and bringing that afro back, man. That oh, there we go. Republic back. is owned by Universal. So Post Malone is just uh, one Kevin Bacon away from Universal Music Group. So he's like, uh, what's that like? That's like searchlight pictures for Fox, isn't it? Like little. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well done, yeah. everyone. Well done. <laughs> also, porn is up in Florida, but it was also just down for a game and then it was up again. So it's a dumb story. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Apparently, people in Florida don't have two devices that they can watch a game and watch porn on at the yeah. same time. Y'all need, to, y'all need to learn how to multitask. All right. Moving on to a thing that Brian should picture appreciate. Picture in picture. Because Brian likes his 3D printing. So here's a story about that. The world's largest 3D printed home could be yours for a mere two thousand or two hundred thousand ninety nine dollars, which isn't too bad actually. It's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, unless we find out this thing's just made of porous resin and can't take a rainstorm well, yeah, or I mean, whatever. What, tell me what level of uh, infill I'm getting with the, with my for my money there. No kidding. Uh, the world's largest 3D printed home is for sale in Riverhead, New York. The three-bedroom, two-bathroom home features 1,400 square feet of living space plus a 750-square-foot garage. It is printed on a quarter-acre plot of land. Or it was printed there, rather. Hmm. Uh, 299 grand. Uh, let's see. Took eight hours to print over an 88-day period. That doesn't make sense. Just No. <laughs> Lane took just eight hours to print over an 88... For an eight-day period. period. Which... How's that possible? Uh, eight took hours just to eight hours to print over an eight-day period. Do they mean it took eight days and eight hours? <laughs> just eight hours over eight days? Either way, that seems crazy yeah. and too short. Um, yeah. <clears throat> see, there's video, actually. I want to see if there's, like, time lapse. Eight hours a day is maybe what they mean? I don't know. That seems... Oh yeah, it took eight hours to print over an eight-day period. I think they're trying to say eight, eight hours a day. Yeah. I, so there is video of it. Of it. I mean, basically, it is a um, like galley. You know, like basically, they've got the infrastructure over it, and this thing moves over it like a traditional filament three D printer. Um, I can't tell what. I wonder what's using as. 
Oh, for materials and stuff. Yeah. For material. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't say. It does say it can robotically build foundations, walls, utility conduits, and more. System reportedly reduces on-site labor to as few as three people and accounts up to 44 or 41% of the construction of the home. So there's still a lot, you know, you got to put in there, but, yeah. but it's kind of your That's really basics. cool because then, then you can, you know, this is cheaper to print and you can just basically design it and be there to to fix a problem if it comes up but you don't need yeah um you know a dozen contractors or yeah a dozen, i mean we're all uh, picturing a big there. pvc freaking looking house but i'm sure this looks you know well there's pictures. yeah the the video on the page is actually kind of cool like it shows they're doing curved walls and corners and things like that and it's actually oh, kind of cool that's rad well, yeah it's cool on the outside yeah who's that guy i don't want to look at him Who's that guy? What's that guy doing there? Who's that guy? Ooh, I like the I mean, it's, you know, it's... Uh, this looks all right. Yeah, I mean, the outside is still going to be your typical siding. There's still a rough on top that's not 3D printed. It's just, it's really just the frame of the house mm-hmm. is uh, is 3D printed. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh. Uh, let's check this. It's my favorite part. Stephen King, the listing agent. <laughs> That's what it says. Is the pre- in a press release says at two hundred ninety nine point nine nine nine, this home is priced at fifty percent below the cost of comparable newly constructed homes in Riverhead, New York, and contains three ghosts and a couple of vampires. He says, "Just kidding." Uh-huh. That <laughs> should have been in Maine. Uh, yeah, should have been in Maine. Castle Rock uh, 3D printing company. Uh, it says here it's stepping. Oh, it's a major step towards addressing the affordable housing crisis plaguing Long Island. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah, if you can use recycled materials, because uh, whatever they're using, they have to have water jets constantly spraying it. I don't know if that cures it or what that um, what those jets of what those jets are spraying on as it's laying down each layer but it's really cool yeah it's pretty neat uh, the median house uh price in long island is 540 grand so that is a massive savings mm-hmm. and it looks like a pretty cool little house i'd buy that it house does. it looks okay inside too i don't know if i like that marble yeah. floor or not i can't tell if i like that yeah the marble floor looks a little like uh 90s i have too much money kind of cribs yeah. Yeah. Uh, level like but, things uh, have been filmed there you don't want to know about and stuff like that <laughs> Exactly. Don't don't put a black light on that marble floor in a few years. Yeah. Uh, Dice Tomato is fourteen hundred square feet, so plus seven hundred and fifty square foot garage. It's pretty good. Yeah. Dice Tomato's in the market. He asked me how much it was, where it was, what the square footage is. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Pretty cool. There uh, you go. So now you know what you got to do to get your printed house. Let's now do what we need to do, and that is take a break with a song before Justin comes in. Brian, what song are we playing today? What song indeed? We're playing a song by a group called Yo Kinky. Whoa. <laughs> That's right. the name of the band. Okay. And if you get a chance, I do want you to check out the video because it's really good. The uh, They have a brand new uh, single to, uh, so they've got Someone I Used to Know, and now their second single is this one right here, Resistance. Uh, it's a duo made up of Laura Wright and I can't see in this list who the other person is but um but she is the the video is great right it shows uh laura um going through a bunch of different movie trope disasters like a flaming kitchen that she's just calmly drinking coffee in or a a weird 
torture water tank that's slowly rising as she's singing or tied to a train track. It's really cool. Anyway, these guys are good. Check them out. Yo Kinky from Ridgewood, Queens. Here's their new song, Resistance.
guys. Time to talk about Blue Chew. Yeah, that's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Tablets combat all forms of ED. It can help men gain extra confidence when it comes time to perform. Well, yeah. Blue Chew is an online prescription service with no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Uh, the process is super simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, B-L-U-E, like the color, bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength of your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are completely chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it comes time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And they've got a special deal for you as TMS listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code TMS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code TMS to receive your first month for free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the show. I want you to know that your father loves you both very much. But he throws like a girl. So did Martina Navratilova. But that doesn't mean she wasn't macho in many other important ways. And they look around and they... That's a spit, 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 spit. (laughs) The Morning Stream. Lights. Camera. Kong. All right, we have returned. Whoa, what was that? Did you hear that? No. Hold on. Weird. Oh, it's no scraper people outside. Ah, okay. Just made this By the way, that was uh, Yo Kinky and the song Resistance. Nice. I heard this horrible like, Durk! right oh. behind me, and I thought, oh, something. Wait, there it is again. Oh, yeah, they're really tearing it up out there. Jeez Louise. Mm. All right. Well, wish me luck, everybody. <laughs> All right, uh, let's call Justin. Do you think that's okay? I think it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, it's all the, right. We have anything else? Then I don't that's know. Fine. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's in quarantine. He might be in quarantine still. Yeah, he probably is. Let's find out. And these are their stories. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Justin Robert Young joining us from looks like quarantine to me. Hello, Justin. Hi. Hi, friends. How are you? I'm good. Good. Oh, you sound much better uh, today. You're on a mic, looks like. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? What do you mean, Brian? I mean, AirPods yesterday. No, no. Compared to two months from now? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, the episode that people we can't, If we can't, if we have to lie about when we're recording this, then you have to lie, too. You can't. Okay. You sound much better than you will sound in about three weeks. When or four weeks when that episode comes, no, it's probably about yeah, probably closer to six or eight weeks. We're time lords, time lords, man. That's what we are. Hey, uh, so Justin's in quarantine after a trip to uh, procure housing in uh, the great state of Texas, which is now covered in snow and ice and bad, 
Power which is problems. Minneapolis now. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. It's a fun thing that it's happened. Real good. Did the, the area that you found the home in, is it being hit by all this pretty bad or or uh, or what? <laughs> I mean, it's in Texas. It's yeah. in Austin. So, yeah. 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 Uh, it uh, As far as we know, it didn't lose power, uh, but uh, certainly a lot of snow on the ground. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a rarity. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully it's not a trend moving forward, but... Uh, I guess no. I'm I'm actually pretty excited because if it's a once every hundred year things, I'm glad that they're getting that nonsense out of the way. Yeah, let's be done with that. I, I want to clear the way for another hundred years for you, boy. Good idea. Uh, that's how I feel about pandemics as well. Let's get that. Uh, let's get that out, out and over with and done, and then we'll save it for the next hundred years. Anyway, hey. Yeah. Uh, it's good to have you here. We are going to do what we do on Tuesdays with Justin, a little bit of political talk, talk about what's going on in the world. And in particular, we thought today we might focus in on where we're at with potential stimulus checks or add-on. Basically, it's that 1400 effort uh, to, to get... Uh, you may be able to explain this better than me, but my understanding is they passed something that was like 600 and now everybody's like, well, we're going to add more to that. And now we get to see whether they really want to work together to do that. Or well, I guess, yeah. The, the question is when you start in the timeline. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, when I was down in Georgia, the conversation was not for $1,400 stimulus add-ons. Yeah. The conversation was for $2,000 stimulus checks. Right. Uh, then they won. So uh, they they kind of got what they wanted, and then it became no 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 it'll it'll be fourteen hundred that'll add on to the six hundred that we got last year, that was passed by a previous administration, and that'll all count for two thousand. Basically, the 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 Biden COVID relief effort is a one point nine trillion dollar uh, package mm-hmm. uh, to give you a sense of scale that is going to be uh, double what the previous one was that was passed uh, in in the waning days of the Trump administration. Uh, the, the, the question is exactly how they get it passed. And increasingly, it looks like the answer is something called reconciliation. So you're going to hear this a lot, especially now that we are past impeachment. And this is kind of the, the main event politically. Reconciliation is when you don't have to uh, pass something in the Senate by a 60 vote uh, threshold. Mm-hmm. So right now it's 50-50. You need 10 Republicans to sign on to anything to make it bipartisan. Reconciliation, you can get around this, but a bunch of things need to happen. Number one, the same party has to be in control of both houses, both Senate and the House. Mm-hmm. Second, it needs to be a budget maneuver. And that's effectively what this is, is that they are tacking things on to the budget and saying this is all necessary for the budget. There's a lot of rigmarole that goes in past this, including the House passing a similar bill to the Senate, and then they got to hone it down to make sure that they are exactly the same thing that they are talking about. Everybody gets to try to tack on random stuff uh, that, that they hope to either poison the well or or shake loose some votes and then at any moment especially in the democratic side and especially in the senate one person including joe manchin from west virginia or kirsten cinema from arizona moderate democrats could say nah this one part of it is going too far and spike the entire thing Mm. and and that's where they're at right now 
with uh, uh, you know the Democrats put in a pathway to a fifteen dollar national minimum wage that uh, looks to be DOA in part because uh, there are people in the Senate that would not vote for it on the Democratic side. Now, I know people get infuriated by the idea that um, a COVID relief package or any kind of like uh, effort in the history of this country where um, money and relief is needed for whatever it may be, uh, that pork belly happens like this concept of like we're going to tack all these things on here and try to push it through with this thing sometimes they seem like they're not even related although you could i guess make the argument that a bump in the minimum wage is uh you know could be part of a quote-unquote relief package but a lot of times it's it's other stuff like uh, we're sticking a thing in here that makes it illegal to play your music on twitch or whatever that was a little while ago uh that really frustrates people like just regular folks, but there's a long history of this, yeah. right? Like this is since, since the dawn of all of this, this is how, this is how this has gone. Well, and- let me, let me put it this way. The reason why we are having this fight is not because of the direct money to people. If anything, that actually has bipartisan support before Josh Howley was the guy who was uh, giving the power to the people sign to people that would eventually storm the Capitol and 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 setting his flag in in that element of our society only days before he was arm in arm with Bernie Sanders uh, uh, trying to get two thousand dollar direct payments to the people. So this that has bipartisan support. What doesn't is money to states and city governments, which conservative or Republicans see as a boondoggle to largely misrun blue states and blue cities. Uh, The reason why we're having this fight is because whenever something has a shot to pass, everybody gets on that train. Mm-hmm. Because you're because you're never you want to glom on to the things that are popular to get the things that are not so popular through. So, yes, that does happen. What we're going to see is it happen even more and specifically in something that had been phased out in our federal government. And that is earmarks. Oh, what yeah. what we used to call, you know, uh, uh, the, the pathway to pork belly politics or pork mm-hmm. barrel politics where uh, uh, everybody can tag on their own little money to their home state, their own little money to their pet cause. That uh, was not allowed for, I think, the last eight years. Mm. And it was announced earlier this week that under the Democratic leadership, it's coming back. Wow. Yeah, I haven't heard of that in a while. Also, this term reconciliation is an interesting one because it means something totally different politically than it would in a personal sense. Like if if you're like, I haven't talked to my dad in 30 years but we're going to go, we're going to golf this weekend. We're looking for some reconciliation. That's not the, that's not the usage you're talking about. And it's, it's easy no, to hear also, that. What a very weird conversation <laughs> that you're like, it, it, uh, apparently you live in an old West town. That they're like, well, you know, me and me and Pa are going to, we, we ain't seen each other since uh, the last uh, migration. And yeah. uh, we're looking for some reconciliation. Yeah, going to reconcile this weekend. We're going to reconcile. <laughs> yeah, like, but 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 conceptually, it is it isn't that right. It's not. Well, it's, no, because the reconciliation that you're talking about here is a reconciliation between both houses of Congress on a budget, right? Um, certainly not on our modern uh, political right. lines. 
where yeah, this, this where isn't them are. going, oh, oh, yes, those four years of Trump were very divisive, but now let us find in the middle we, we shall meet, shake hands, and forever be brothers in arms. It's not going to happen. That's not what they mean, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, certainly that was Joe Biden's uh, uh, point of view in his in his speech initially. Uh, I think the reality of it, regardless of his uh, his his actions, are going to be a lot harder, and, and it's going to mean finding uh, deliberate places where there is bipartisan agreement. I, I think our our problem now is that we see a lot of issues that we definitely don't agree that we're now trying to find you're basically trying to broker the worst kind of peace where you're finding a an issue that people are very divided on and then saying all right now both of you be unhappy right now go both of you disappoint your bases immediately that's what reconciliation there i guess no not let's let's separate these terms but that's what a dividing of this bipartisan uh, strife would be as opposed to saying, hey, how about we find a new issue that we both can agree on and let's push on that, right? But at the same time, uh, we have a very active political scene right now. And active political scenes mean you have a lot of observers and supporters that want what they want and they want it now. Mm. So if, if Joe Biden let's say were were to say, okay, well, I know that my base cares about, you know, climate change and, and you know, this other stuff or student debt cancellation. Let's put all that aside and let's, let's focus on, I don't know, some, some bipartisan school choice, even though that leans more right. Uh, But, but in, in the areas where, where that does overlap with, democratic or suburban voters you say like all right let's do this then all the progressives are going to be super upset with you and now you're denying something you're like wait a minute you got all the way to the dance we put you in the white house just so you could do a thing that we're not going to be happy with uh you know that's that's hard yeah it it is it is is a tricky line to walk. even even the whole like uh during the trial this i thought that this was sort of interesting and i kind of pulled back and tried to look at it from a from a, a as non- uh, charged position as I could, but when the votes, well, when, when the, when they had all voted that, yeah, we'll allow witnesses and they got a bunch of Republicans on board for that, or at least some of the usual suspects of Republicans that, that have, um, you know, gone against the Trump grain over the last four years, Romney and the rest. When they did that, I went, oh, okay, so they're going to do witnesses. That'll be interesting. But then they decided not to call any witnesses. And I immediately witnessed the public outcry of Democrats and left leaners everywhere being really, really pissed. Yeah. That they didn't, you're going to get that vote and now you're not well, going to call left, witnesses. Left leaners everywhere, I think would probably be best described as Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. Uh, sure. Twitter, yeah. Facebook, whatever. I mean, Facebook leans more right maybe, but I saw this in a, a, the places I, yeah. I frequent. And so they were, I, I think, I think, yeah. Cause I, my, mine was the same and, and I live in a very liberal area and I, I, I didn't hear, people in the streets honking their horns about the witnesses. But I did see a lot of people pissed off on Twitter. Yeah, they were mad. And so my my takeaway was or, or my take was it was if 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 I dare simplify it was this. They said, uh, hey, do you think this is a thing? And the other side said, no. Is there anything we can say to change that? No. 
Uh, what if we brought witnesses in? Would you still vote differently or would you vote differently? No. Well, then, all right, let's just do this and take a vote. Like, that seems like that's what that was. Am I wrong in that assumption? Because at some point, I don't, having witnesses, all that rigmarole, an extra week or two of, of the trial, I don't know how that changed the, the bottom line. It's not like you were going to suddenly see a swath of Republicans go, oh, well, now that, that we've was heard. It. That was from, what we were looking for. Yeah. So, yeah. Now that we've heard yeah. from so and so. I'm flopping on this now. I'm definitely <laughs> right. going to go the other direction. Well, I mean, the other thing was who they were going to call, which is a representative who said she was informed of a call between uh, House leader Kevin McCarthy and Trump during the riot, wherein uh, it was a very heated conversation. And at some point, Trump said to McCarthy, it looks like the people that are there are more upset about the results of the election than you are now. Uh that would have been, I mean, that certainly was a headline that went around. It also would have immediately become a literal he said, she said, because the Kevin McCarthy said that that was an inaccurate description of the call. Hmm. Whether or not you believe him, we know how this goes, right? We literally went through a whole other Ukraine thing where there was a like, no, you didn't. You, you misunderstood the meaning of that, where we were arguing about uh, uh, the, 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 the different call. Yeah, the perfect. Goal. Yeah, well, and 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 also it's like, and then we're arguing with tra- at least then in Ukraine we had transcripts, yeah. So you could have, you know, somebody say like like oh oh I hope you have a nice day, and uh you know the Democrats read it as like I hope you have a nice day, and then like cocks a gun you know motion or whatever, uh, and and Republicans would be like, I hope you have a very nice day, and then everybody kind of goes along because context is lot, lost in text. It's even further lost when you have two people saying two different things. The ultimate reason why they didn't go forward with witnesses is a because they had already agreed to not do it. This would have been a a a certain uh, break in their. Uh, uh, discipline and the reason why they agreed not to do it is because they actually have stuff to do. The Democrats run things now. Yeah. It's one thing if you were uh, just wasting cocaine Mitch's time, uh, now they're the ones that have to do what they need to do. And, um, you know, if, if there was a real possibility that, you know, going through that entire witness situation would have, uh, put the monkey wrench into this COVID-19 stuff because unemployment benefits lapse on March 14th. So if you don't get this again, very delicate, very, uh, a risky reconciliation maneuver completed and law by then, then you have, uh, you have these, these benefits lapsing on your watch for what? So you could, you know, call one witness that was already going to be disputed. And then the Republicans get to call, you know, uh, uh, 50 million people and, and, and the guard who was guarding Jeffrey Epstein and uh, Joe Maltanato, the tiger King, like uh, uh, that's, that's what's going to happen because yeah. they, they then have the incentive to waste time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I, I agree with that. And like that, that, that's why I couldn't quite understand the anger, but again, it's the internet. So of course there's anger it's about everything, scary. but well, I think ultimately also like people were just kind of biased toward a thing happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's I like, was, what? I, I'm, I'm all for different. stuff. I, I'm all for stuff just coming out, like get it out. And so I, you know, I would have been fine with witnesses 
personally because I knew the votes weren't going to change, but I think there's some value in being on the record and being under oath and saying it out loud. You know, there's there's some value to that, but it's not going to change the votes. They didn't yeah, but see ultimately you. it's 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 a political process. It's not a real trial. Right. They called it a trial and you call it evidence and you call it all these and you call them jurors. They're not. They're they're jurors as part of a trial in the way that uh, I was a hipster Aladdin for Halloween. Like I'm not <laughs> I'm not really I mean, I might be a hipster, but I'm not Aladdin. No, uh, no. You know, so it's like it's just a thing that that you say because it's a political process you knew walking in what was going to happen which is why the most successful impeachment maneuver was the one that didn't happen with yeah. nixon yeah. because he you know the writing on the wall way before you actually have to go through with it right so are, are the only there's one other question today do you are you surprised that there hasn't been less distancing like i i think there's been more doubling down on the trump platform or trump like platform for a lot of uh, the right in Congress, and I expected more distancing. I expected more statements like, whether you think he's being genuine or not, but I, you know, Mitch McConnell literally, after voting to acquit the president, turns right around and makes a statement about how it was all Trump's fault and that was all a big mess and it was awful and everything. I thought we'd be hearing more of that more often from all the ranks, and I feel like it's been more doubling down, or even if it hasn't been, you know, specifically the way that like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene does it where she calls out Trump's name and said, he's the leader of our party and just doubles down on that. But like others like Ted Cruz and others, they're all kind of acting kind of Trump like, but I thought there'd be more distancing. I thought there'd be, this was the chance for them to go. All right. We don't have to pretend anymore. We don't have to, we don't have to hold the lines quite so tightly. And instead it feels like we're seeing less of that. Is that just my perception or what what, what do you take there? What do you think? I mean, I don't it's hard for me to say that I would expect things to go one way or another because they're politicians. They're going to go where the heat is. Right. I I think that what you have seen in the polls is that Trump is diminished amongst Republicans, but he is certainly the largest force, singular force there. So nobody is going to necessarily want to give up a a bird in the hand for two in the bush in in. Well, I guess Bush might be the wrong way to say it when we're talking about establishment <laughs> Republicans. Uh, although, or maybe it's the right way to say it because yeah. you know the the idea that we would go back to or the, the the Republican Party would go back to a more establishment perspective that it was before Trump showed up. So nothing particularly surprises me. Um, do I think that Trump is all of a sudden popular amongst these uh, uh, Congress folk? No, I I don't. Do I think that some of them see their future in his coalition yep i absolutely do and and i think that's ultimately what you're talking about there there is an argument to say and i don't think it's an incorrect one that the future of that party the republican party and what trump revealed was that this is a more working class party that as the democrats become more city focused and coastal focused they are giving up blue collar voters and Trump spoke to those blue collar voters. Um, so I think that the the candidates that believe that's the future for them getting elected, especially nationally, they're going to be, uh, uh, you know, non-confrontational to complimentary of Trump. The ones that believe that the, the hemorrhaging that Trump did with suburban voters is a major problem. And you're not just going to make up 
uh, your coalition with a a group of people that has not historically gone to the polls for Republicans, they are going to distance themselves from Trump because you know he was the reason that a lot of suburban voters and suburban women uh, didn't vote. I mean, look, suburban upper class white guys won this election for Biden, mm-hmm. and traditionally suburban upper class white guys vote Republican. And mm. that's where like the Ben Sasses and the Mitt Romneys want to go. Right. I guess that perfectly described them. <clears throat> well, uh, it's been an interesting transition. Um, we'll see what the future holds and hopefully it holds some immediate help for COVID and the messed up stuff happening in Texas today. I just want everybody in Texas to be okay. All right. That's all I'm Stay saying. Stay safe. That's no joke. Yeah, yeah for real. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to be safe. I, you know, it's, in the early goings, it's really easy for us northerners to go, Psh, you ever ever seen a snow before? That's not snow. Burp, 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 and we get real cocky about it. But the truth is, we have infrastructure here. We have methods. We have stuff. We have uh, standards that are built around knowing that every winter we're going to have a ton of snow. In places that don't have that, you don't have that. Just like we don't have hurricane safe stuff here as an example. And so don't take any beef from people. Just be safe, and I hope you guys are all right. And uh, for those who can't hear us because they have no power, just be uh, just stay warm, and I hope your car batteries are good and all that stuff. All right, Justin, anything else going on this week? I know you're crazy busy with all this move planning and everything else. Now you're in quarantine uh, while you uh, do it all. What uh, what should people be looking forward to this week from Justin Robert Young? Uh, just the politics, politics, politics podcast. Head on over there, uh, on, on, uh, wherever you get your, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this week we have a look ahead to the Trumpless congressional world, which is something that we have not obviously been able to say in many, many years. And, uh, uh I, I don't know whether or not I'm going to get all up into the Lincoln project this week or next week or, oh, that uh, that's such yeah. a mess. What a freaking, <laughs> what a freaking cluster f that is. Anyway, I'm, um, I'm excited to hear you yeah, talk about I, it. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got something for them. And uh, uh, also, I want to take a look at Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, who has under the radar become uh, a possible stealth 2024 Republican nominee. Ooh, stealth! I like stealth. Uh, <laughs> fantastic, uh, Justin Robert Young. Everybody, uh, Justin R Young on Twitter. Go follow him. We'll see you soon. Bye. See you, Jerbs. He's in Darren Kitchen's house. Mm-hmm. Darren, yeah. Darren Kitchen is a trusting, trusting man, is what I'm saying. <laughs> is he in Darren Kitchen's kitchen, though? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Wouldn't it be funny if Darren Kitchen doesn't have a kitchen? That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That'd be the best. He just the makes, irony. Food a, makes food in his microwave in his bedroom or something. <laughs> right, exactly. That'd be yeah. great. All right, guys. Good news. We've come to the part of the show where we have some bonus mashups, a few in a row that are really insane. All right. So apparently Brian and I, we like to do voices on the show and sometimes we like to do accents and whether it's Brian's Australian accent or I'm pulling some Irish thing out of my butt or or, uh, doing Philip or doing the freaking German thing or whatever. The truth is we never quite stop doing that and we don't even realize how much we do it. Well, Jamie knows. So he started making these mashups. <laughs> and uh, here's our first in a series. This is called The Accent Specials Irish. And he specifically called out Claire Gack for this. Uh, I haven't heard this yet, but I'm nervous. So enjoy. I just feel like I'm the one always spouting off the offensive Irish stuff. 
<laughs> this is if, if this seg- if this we'll, following content we'll gets anyone in trouble, it'll probably be me. And then we'll get around to Bri- whatever Brian offended somebody. We'll get to him at later. But I'm just a little nervous yeah, yeah, today. Yeah. I, I, I offend people equally. <laughs> who just haven't gotten to me yet. Equal yeah. opportunity offenders. Here we go. The accent special begins now. So now we go all the way over to oh, Ireland. Good. No accents. Uh, None so- needed here. <laughs> Nobody needs to talk like they're from Ireland. Why is your cheese so stinky, Seamus? <laughs> Follow me into the bathroom and I'll show you my lucky charms. <laughs> Look at my blue banana. We got all sorts of new flavors, new marshmallows, pink sack. <laughs> it's just a thing that people have these extinction events in their lives. It could be psychological or it could be physical, Bono said. We've got to get in there and see what the stink is all about. I like to drink this shit and then poop it out and brine really? to drink it. You just have to have a spank, that's all. That's all you a need. There's all a spank. There's a gotta do and the problem solves itself. There's a lovely man down the road just waiting for Spank me. Spank him, daddy. You'll come in here and watch Attack of the Clones with me or else we're done. Misa got something in my eye. Hold on. This is the one where he doesn't like sand. It's gritty in his fingers. It gets in everywhere. I've got the high ground, Anakin. Ah, shut up here. I'll be your lawyer today. Did you slip when you're trying to grab the watermelon or did you already have it in your possession? We're going to win this case. We're almost to the end of me rainbow. All the way from Ireland. We're cutting cheese. All the way from Ireland. We're cutting the cheese and we're distributing it all the other people here who want the cheese. You ever had good Irish cheese? I'll tell you right now. It'll go to your belly and then before you know it, you'll be shitting for a week. <laughs> I have got to go somehow save these virgins. You'll all want to get out on the pitch. We're about to start the game. Oh, Donald, what, oh. You, what are you doing, Donald? Donald, what are you right? doing out in the backyard? Donald, come in the house. Put your, pull your pants up, boy. Go guard that pot of gold, yeah. Donald. what are you doing? These lucky charms aren't going to eat themselves. <laughs> Tastes a bit soapy, but I'll take it's not quite what I'm used to, but I'll take it. tastes clean as a whistle. Look out there, Luke. You're going to fall. Grab me hand. <laughs> Grab me hand, Luke. Grab a hold of that pot of gold right there on your way down. I am your leprechaun. Oh, thank you very much. We like to tell each other how we're doing on Facebook. Just drink a Guinness. Oh, love. I hate your post. Go learn to do it differently. This is shite. Ah, where are the police? Open the door. <laughs> open your effing door. We're coming in. There's a bobby at the door. Let yeah, us in. That's right. If you don't open the door, we'll say shit. But it'll sound like shite. <laughs> ah, follow me nose. It never knows. I mean, that's not, that's Fruit Loops. That and Fruit the, Loops? Yeah, yeah. That's just not an Irish bird. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> oh, man. I would like to ask him how many episodes does that represent? Like, how often were we doing? That was just one episode, Scott. Oh, that, that was, was all, just one? Okay. That was all Great. just one episode. Great. Yeah. I'm sure glad he stuck to just one then. <laughs> oh man that was weird all right uh we have more coming i don't even know what the next one is uh i know one of them is southern accents i'm a little worried about that one ah yeah um, i'll tell you oh, we're quick. gonna we're gonna have to leave our uh temporarily leave our jobs as uh hosts of the bachelor mm-hmm. you know, once that one gets out yeah but just temporarily that's right uh mm-hmm. we got one coming up called accent special some info for you oh no no that's never mind he didn't. He isn't. That's a that's a follow up thing. Never mind. Forget oh, about that. Okay. So anyway, there's uh, no well, info for us. <laughs> so TMS mashups, uh, Jamie. Big thanks. That's uh, awesome, and you made me laugh. So nice job. All right, Brian. I think we're about done with the show today. Uh, it's a, it's a, what else? Is that it? I think that's it. A reminder. If you uh, like the show, that you can uh, go and uh, put your money where your mouth is and stick a dollar our way. That's right. Just shove it in there over at Patreon.com/slash TMS. And uh, for everything else you may be looking for or trying to track us down at, you can find us at frogpants.com 
slash TMS. And keep those emails coming, themorningstream at gmail.com. We love hearing from you uh, every each and every day. So themorningstream at gmail.com. All right. We should go. Okay. Do you have a song? I do, but please, people, for the sake of your own safety and the transmission of harmful viruses, please don't put your money where your mouth is. No. Thank you. No. Good point. Why did I even yeah, say it? Don't, don't literally do that. Yeah. Uh, hey, Christopher Hansen. Mm. Chris Hansen. What? Wait a minute. He's here to catch a predator. Uh, he is. What did you think was going to happen <laughs> when you asked for iced tea? <laughs> What did you think was going to happen here? Uh, Christopher Hansen wrote in and said, Hey, suds and bubbles. While I know 2020 was terrible for everyone, it was the year I had the most medical issues ever. The highlights of the year being left shoulder surgery to stop dislocations and then a fracture to my right elbow. Jeez. For my birthday, on the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th, which for the record kind of sucks, I would like to request a cover <laughs> aw, of Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb. I'm an Amazon delivery driver, and the Frog Pants podcasts have been a boon on the long shifts. The first ever podcast I subscribed to was Film Sack and was immediately hooked. Thank you guys for all you do. Signed, Chris. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Chris, thank you for doing what you're doing, and you're, you know... The house to house kind of stuff and uh, the crap weather you have to deliver in and the fact that you don't get days off like, like, you know, other companies do. Even, even the USPS, you know, still takes Sundays off and holidays. You guys are out there delivering every freaking day. So thank you for doing what you're doing, Chris. Yeah, heck yeah. If you come to my house, take uh, some of that granola bars. We've got too many of them. Got a whole right. bag of them. Yeah. Right we there. got, we do, we're doing the box now too. And right now we've got, uh, chocolate hostess donuts those little Ooh. it's like uh, you remember they used to come in six packs mm-hmm. now they just come in three packs <gasps> and uh uh those pr- uh what's the company that makes the really good pretzels with like a dusting of oh mustard um, yeah i love that brand um gold, not yeah. golds um oh they make the they make the buffalo uh wild wing flavor snyder's yes Yes. oh they're so good so good anyway so if you deliver at our house you get your choice of those and a gatorade to wash it all down we want our we want our delivery drivers to get fat is the problem (laughs) uh anyway a cover of pink floyd's comfortably numb we've played quite a few on this show and i do try to always play something i haven't played before this is a great one i'm surprised i haven't played it before because uh one of the angry young men of the 80s You had your Joe Jackson, who was angry. You had your Elvis Costello, who was angry. And then the third of those angry young men was Graham Parker. Didn't didn't have quite the success that Joe Jackson and Elvis Costello had here in the U.S., but uh, you're probably familiar with a song he did called Local Girls or Don't Mess with the Local Girls. Um, He did a great cover on a tribute to Pink Floyd's The Wall called A Fair Forgery of Pink Floyd. It was a two-disc set. And uh, um, one side, one album was called Us. The other album was called Them. Very clever. Mm. Came out in 2003. Here's Graham Parker with a very cool live acoustic take on Comfortably Numb. Oh, awesome. Love that song. Can't wait to hear this. That's going to do it for us. Thank you all. Be here tomorrow for a Wednesday edition of the show. And don't forget, uh, check out my WOW panel on Friday or Saturday Yay. at whatever time it is. I really should know that. <laughs> I keep forgetting when it is, but it's when the thing launches that day. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Hello. Is there anybody in there? Just not if you can hear me. Is there anyone at home? Come on now. 
Part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Respect my Cumberbatch. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. 
Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.